Hi everyone, my name is Philippa. Great to be with you again today as we celebrate Christ the King. Do you like my crown? And what a king we have. We're going to hear from Chris as he brings the reading to us now all about what a great and powerful king Jesus is. Um, so, obviously, <clears throat> it's about uh, shepherds. So I thought you could, uh, what if you wore a, a tea towel on your, on your head? very willing to go, to go with that. Oh, look at that. Great. For this is what the Sovereign Lord says. I myself will search for my sheep and look after them. As a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with them, so will I look after my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on the day of clouds and darkness. I will bring them out from the nations and gather them from the countries. I will bring them into their own land. I will pasture them on the mountains of Israel, in the ravines and in all the settlements in the land. I will tend them in a good pasture and the mountain heights of Israel will be their grazing land. There they will lie down in good grazing land. There they will feed in a rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will tend my sheep and make them lie down, declares the Sovereign Lord. I will search for the lost and bring back the strays. I will bind up the injured and strengthen the weak, but the sleek and the strong I will destroy. I will shepherd the flock with justice. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says to them. See, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep. Because you shove with the flank and the shoulder, butting all the weak sheep with your horns until you have driven them away, I will save my flock and they will no longer be plundered. I will judge between one sheep and another. I will place over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he will tend them. He will tend them and be their shepherd. I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David will be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. supposed to be about a king. I think we got a little bit confused about the reading. It's, that was about a shepherd. Oh, you want me to? Oh, but I really like... Oh, fine. Better? There's a bit of confusion going on here between kings and shepherds, isn't there? It's like I've been expecting to be a king in the nativity this year a noble role, and I've been handed a tea towel rather than a sparkly crown. But in the Bible, there is more of a connection between kings and shepherds than you might assume. Let me get rid of this. Let's think about David for a moment. You might remember David, who was just a young shepherd boy, but defeated Goliath, the giant Philistine soldier who the other Israelites were too afraid of. He later becomes the king of Israel 
and he's often thought of as foreshadowing Jesus in the scriptures. It was predicted throughout the Old Testament that the coming Messiah would be a descendant of King David, giving him anointed royal lineage. And in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus is described as son of David. It'd be easy to think of David as having left his shepherding days behind him to become king. And yet when we hear our reading from Ezekiel today, that's not quite how God seems to see it. God says he is placing over his people Israel a shepherd who will tend to them. He says that I, the Lord, will be their God and my servant David will be prince among them. God lays out what it means to be a shepherd to his people. What does it look like? Well, it says he will search for his sheep and look after them. He will bring back the strays. He will rescue the sheep from being scattered and gather them in to bring them into good pasture. And he'll judge between the sheep that are too fat and taking too much pasture and the sheep who've not been allowed to have enough. It's an incredible image of what God is like and a huge mandate for King David. As God says, he is placing over his people Israel a shepherd who will tend to them. My servant David will be a prince among them, he says. So David was anointed to rule over the people of Israel, but God wants him to rule like a shepherd. But if you know anything about David's kingship, you will know that despite being thought of as a great king, David certainly wasn't perfect and often didn't live up to this shepherdly image in the way he ruled the people. And this just made me think. I wonder whether there are things in your life that you have given kingly status, things that rule and reign over your heart and mind, taking up too much space and having too much authority. Maybe it's the opinions of other people or of one person in particular. Maybe it's social media. I know that continues to be a struggle for me as I battle with the time and attention it takes up in my life right now. Maybe it's worrying about how you look, how you dress, what you eat or drink, the desire for success or wealth or fame or beauty. There are things in all of our lives, I'm sure, that we allow to rule over us, but not in the shepherdly way that God describes, more like a dictator, insisting on our brain space and attention, making sure we behave in certain ways, spend our money on particular things, even feel and react in ways we don't necessarily want to. This is the kind of earthly kingship which makes us crave freedom. We don't want to live our lives under the rule of a king like this. It feels oppressive and restrictive, like we can't ever get what we quite need out of life. Another of the set readings for today from Ephesians 1 says this of Jesus. God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything. Christ has been made king. Where David was appointed prince among the people by God, 
Jesus has been made king. As Mark was reminding us last week, as he challenged us to wake up and get dressed, go and catch up from last week if you missed it, God always makes the first move with us. He's in pursuit of us. He isn't sitting waiting to see if we'll make the right choices. He's seeking us out like a shepherd seeks out his lost sheep. I don't know about you, but that is the kind of king I want to have in my life. Rather than one who will seek to dictate my every thought, to control me and suppress me, I want a king who I know will give me freedom, but will make sure I don't stray too far from the course and will go out of his way to find me when I inevitably get lost. I want a king who has good pasture for me, good things for me to feed on day by day, but who will challenge me to be generous with the things I have been given and not to take more than I need at the expense of others. I want a king who I know will tend to me and have me lie down, who I can rely on to look after me and draw me to himself. The next part of the verse from Ephesians says that God appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Christ has been made king for the sake of the church, that he might be fully present to the world through us, his body. So when we celebrate Christ the King today, we know that we are celebrating a saviour who seeks us out until he finds us, brings us back when we've strayed or got lost, rescues us and brings us into good pasture. We know that as the King, Christ will judge fairly and justly against those who have taken too much and for those who have been left hungry. Jesus is a good shepherd and that's what it looks like to be a true King. Even more than that, Christ fills us, the church, his body, with his power, his authority, with gifts and blessings, not because we're his favourites, but so that we might fully represent him to the world, that the world might look at the church and see an amazing king who rules like a humble shepherd.